This episode of The World of Roe is brought to you by the random fact that the original script for Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, actually featured a scene with Nerf Herders, a callback to Princess Leia's famous insult to Han Solo in Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back. This is The World of Roe Podcast, and now your host, Standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos! And I'm back, guys. Sit back, relax, and crank the volume to the highest decibel, because it's now time for the World of Roe Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel Santos. I am a proud husband a delightful husband, a friend, a family man, a proud father of two, and I am the host of this show, and welcome to my show. Every Friday, this podcast is available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcasting app you use. There's a couple of great ways that you can help out my podcast. One of them is by taking the time to write a review on, on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe, and then share with people. Share with them and tell them how much you enjoy my podcast. I would really, really appreciate it if you could do that because it kind of uh, gets some eyeballs on the show. It actually gets ears on the show. It would be great to to let people know about this show and how much you enjoy the show and then give them something to listen to a day. Maybe they already listen to podcasts. Maybe they want to listen to my podcast. Tell them, hey, this guy is really cool. He's Hispanic but looks Arab, at least to some stereotypical idiots, but he's a really, really funny guy, and he talks to really cool people. I don't know why I just said that comment. Maybe I'm just a little on my on edge. Anyway, guys, how are y'all? What is going on out there? It's like you you hear from me on a weekly basis, and this is the first time in a really, 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 really long time that I have a podcast with an actual guest. I think the last guest I had was my father back in May where he came to my place and we sat down and talked for about two and a half hours. So now here we are, and that was in May. We're in freaking November, guys. It is November 1st when I'm recording this. And, you know, it's just crazy. So many things have been going on. Um... I want to I want to talk about some some of the things that have been going on right because I mean obviously my son was born that's what happened with the delay and then last month I had planned all October to do a pod fest and of course that fell through because of the uh well I mean I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week but and did a little shorty but uh we moved and somebody who was moving stuff or helped us move, I don't know who it was, and I don't want to point fingers because it's kind of hard to blame at this point, to put the blame on somebody, but they put my laptop in a box with cleaning supplies without a case and just threw it in there. And I'm just like, what the hell? Who did that? Needless to say, you got tons of liquid damage. My laptop was destroyed. But the cool thing about all this is is that I was able to actually get a brand new laptop. Thanks to insurance that I had, I was able to get a replacement device. And that's all taken care of. But 
It's crazy. You know, I, I we moved. Uh, those of you, I mean, I haven't really been, I didn't really talk about it much, but we were living in a different part of San Antonio for a few years, and then we moved. So last year, we moved into the, more of like the city part of San Antonio. We were living in an apartment for a short time, and then we just moved out to, I guess what some people would call like the country, but not really country because it's kind of growing. It's one of the fastest growing parts of San Antonio in shirts, and it's awesome. Uh, we love it. My kids have a nice little backyard to play in when they get a little bit older, or when Jude gets older. My daughter would already already be doing that. <laughs> but anyway, lots, lots of space, nice. It's good times. I love fall. But this week, I hope that you all had a wonderful Halloween. It rained. It rained galore yesterday. So there I was, and there's something else I want to get into. There was, I mean, it rained like crazy, and we were... I took my daughter trick-or-treating and then had to cut, turn around and go home, waited about 15 minutes, and then went back out, and then she got drenched again. We got drenched again, so then we had to leave. We had to end it. So it was kind of kind of terrible. kind of sucked. I think that's the first time in my life that on Halloween it rained. I could be wrong, but that's, that's the first time I ever recall it ever raining on, my, on, on Halloween. I was going to say my birthday, but it rains on my birthday all the time. Get it because I'm such a moody guy. No, anyway. Um, but you know the you know this week has just been crazy. It started off really, really crazy because um, I had to. Uh, we my wife had been feeling sick, and we thought it was just like a stomach bug. So we took her to like a little emergency clinic that's near the house, and we they ran tests, and it turns out she had like an infected gallbladder. So Sunday night, going into Monday morning, my wife. He's transported to the emergency in, at the hospital here in San, one of the hospitals here in San Antonio. And then yesterday morning, she had her surgery or the day before because today's Wednesday. So she had her, her her operation. Everything came back. Everything came back great. Thank God. And she's doing great. Just the recovery, you know, just like anybody who has, um, you know, uh, evasive surgery or any type of surgery, you're, you're going to have some time to recover recovery right your body's gonna hurt and so thankfully my mother has been with us this whole time taking care of the kids so that's been helpful I've been able I was able to go to the hospital and and spend time with my wife and she just needed a lot to rest and I wanted to be there in in the capacity and um, of course I felt useless because she was just resting I was like what do I need to do I need to be the superhuman guy that I'm supposed to be and (laughs) <laughs> she didn't I mean there's nothing I could do but she's good she's home now and I have to go back to work sadly and you know it's it's just weird and I and I hope I hope that uh, if you guys ever go through this if your wife or you or anybody in your family ever goes through this just make sure to take it pretty seriously because it's not something you want to mess with and you don't want to procrastinate on it but she's home I'm glad thank God We've been blessed, so now she's home. But it's just amazing how some people are and how thoughtless they can be when something like this happens and they don't really show any type of concern. Not that I, I mean, of course I did. My my, my immediate family, my mom, my mom, my dad, everybody, and my, my in-laws, they were all concerned just like anybody would. But just some people out there, man, just I don't get it. But whatever, I'm not going to spend time here and trash somebody when the the positive is is that my wife's home she's great and she's gonna be 
but for that other per you know for those other people that are mean whatever get over yourself the world doesn't evolve around you anyway so <laughs> i'm not bitter uh, let me let me see i ended it positive and then i said something really ha- hastily is that the word i don't know what the hell i'm saying something really angry so let me let me change it back to positive my wife's home she's great we're happy she's home the kids are happy she's home that's what matters okay <laughs> so this is the first time I've done a monologue in a long time and I'm going now almost eight minutes I told myself keep it to about seven minutes or eight minutes but the last 12 to 15 episodes I've done nothing but talk to you all by myself so now I can do that and talk like on a on a on a like on on a on a dime just like easy like it's not a problem anymore I see I can't even put my words together I, I sound worse than I did a year ago and I say this all the time like I, the words don't sound right or I'm not doing that like, I, I sound like shit anyway okay okay <laughs> this is week one of the Road Nose Podfest and you know speaking of Road Nose and it's a play on Bo Nose those of you who are jocks or not jocks if you know who Bo Jackson is you know what the Bo Nose thing was it's very similar to that so um it's a nice play on words, and I'm driving through traffic right now, and I'm, people, I'm sure people are looking at me right now and saying, and that's a co- topic of conversation that I mentioned, is that I do podcasts from my car while I'm driving. Anyway, so this week is Rono's Podfest week one, and on the podcast today is Emily from the Story Behind Pod, the Story Behind Podcast, and from formerly of Classy Little Podcast, she was, uh, that was her, her show too. Um, she's been on the show episodes nine and 46, I think. Uh, Shane from Now That I'm Older, and Shane was episode 13. If you guys listen to episode 13, he was somebody that I had been waiting for months to talk to when we first started doing the podcast, and we had a cool conversation back then. He's back on the show, and John Medina from the Just John podcast, and the guy you heard in the beginning, that is John Medina. He's on the show. He hasn't been on since episode 3. And I'm glad to kind of have everything together with all three of them. And we kind of, kind of just chatted away and had a good time. And we talk about everything from podcasting to politics to life to just things in general. And I hope that you all enjoy and maybe even get a laugh out of it. Or maybe it's something serious and you take you take some one of our opinions on some subjects uh, seriously. I mean, if you can. If you, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, anyway, just a lot of food for thought here and it's week one and hopefully week two will be just as dynamic and awesome and week three and week four and, um, and you enjoy. All right, guys. So, uh, here's that conversation. On podcast, it took me almost the entire week to put together everything that I was going to talk about because I wanted to fill 40 minutes with just me talking. And when you talk by yourself, you start to talk fast and you don't have any like random things that happen. Like somebody doesn't jump in with something to say about it or an opinion or an idea. And it can make it really difficult. And it really takes a lot more time. Um, because you have to put all of that effort into getting the show ready and then you have to go through the normal editing everything polishing it up and then you know publishing it and promoting it and stuff and and I think that the time requirement was a big thing that just it drained me and it it didn't take away my love for podcasting but it it was definitely something that led to me putting the show on hiatus which I kind of feel bad because I didn't tell anybody 
Uh, I planned on doing a last episode, kind of just a send off, and I never even sat down and did that. And I've handled it. I did. I ghosted, man. I just, I just disappeared <laughs> off the face of the planet. Um, but a lot of the Potter and family people I've kept in touch with, which I really like uh, because it's a special community, I think. And, and there's something to say for that. Yeah, definitely. And we're all, we were all at board members or Shane and Emily and myself are still board members, right? Is that still yeah. a thing? I, if, if it's still a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went I went on Slack and I put like a message and, and nobody ever responded. I'm like, okay, I guess I said it, the problem is with it being a different app now, it's it's so like difficult to get over there to a different app and have conversations. Yeah. Um because I literally like things have gotten busier in my life since uh Potter and Family started. So it's not I'm not able to sit down and focus as much on it. Whereas before I could have like three or four different things going on with like different apps and talking to different people and different messages. And now it's like, look, if it can't come through Twitter and shit, then I just, I usually it just gets filtered out. And that's not like, that's not to say that I don't want to, to have the conversations or anything like that. It's just like, it's just a different place now. And in the beginning it was necessary to have a different place where we could all go chat and stuff like that. But I feel like, the the Potter family itself, the movement has grown to be so much bigger than just having that one Slack place where we can go and chat. I think it's great to still have it, but I, I'm not saying to not have it. But it's just with it being in a different place now, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, Definitely. It, it got so big and so saturated. It's like what really what could the council do? It's not like we could wrangle the thousands of podcasts that now use the hashtag. It's like there was no way. I mean, it was kind of manageable at. I think under 150 at the very most. And even then it was like, well, you guys should do this and you guys should do that. And it's like, we're all hobby podcasters. None of us have, this isn't, this can't be our full-time job, you know? And it's, it's sad. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I talk about it in the past tense as if it's already gone, but you know, I think in this, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, you, your mic cut out. I thought everybody couldn't hear me for some reason. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well, I think, and and this is coming from somebody that was there in the conception and then kind of disappeared for a while. Um, I think that it's kind of become what it needed to be, just a community that there was support there if you needed it, and there was a place for you to find people that had the same interest as you, because as we all know most of the people you talk to in a day might listen to podcasts but they don't care about how what goes into it and how to do it and different strategies for promoting it and i think that over the course of time that community just grew into a community of all the same people right. having a council and everything you know if you start looking at that you have to start looking at okay how do we create control how do we you know, get this to the point where we're going to need people that are full time working on this all day, every day for eight hours a day. Then we have to start, you know, involving money and things like that. So I think that it's kind of fallen into what it was always meant to be. And we just had to go through those growing pains of finding that place and accepting that place. Yeah. And the, but the really cool thing is people know that if they do search the hashtag, they'll find other podcasters like them, which I remember in the beginning, 
I didn't know that there were, not that I didn't know there weren't other indie podcasters, but I didn't know there were other podcasters at my level of like the very beginning episode one. But you see people. It made it, it, yeah. it made it so much easier to find them. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just, it made it so much easier to find other podcasters that were at least of like mind that, exactly. you know, we're all trying to work towards this together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's the beauty of it really is that, there is now a place for somebody to go at any stage in their process, whether they are just starting to think about doing a show, they're getting ready to record their first episode, or they're 100 episodes deep. There's a place for everybody to go and exchange thoughts and reach out to each other and just have that community feel. And And I think that it's something that really... It's important because if you were doing it all by yourself and you were getting, you know, 50 listens a week, not a whole lot of interaction from the people that were listening, you might think that that it's just not worth it. And having that community pushes you forward and makes you continue to be better and do better and make great content. And I think that that's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that being said, um, aside from Shane, Emily, myself, and John, we've all had some breaks. Shane, you're like, what, 160 episodes deep? No, we're at, uh, this week's 138. Um, Yeah, we've only, um, we've had, uh, I think us and the Countdown and uh, Epic Film Guys are all kind of close together when we all started um, the show's. And I know uh, Countdown, I, I think they've had like bonus episodes and stuff like that. So I think they've usually had stuff coming out. And I know Film Guys took a little bit of a break here and there um, right. where they were getting some stuff uh, put together. But it, that the continuity of the actual show, keeping it every single week, like always having something new to release. Um, there are some weeks that it's just like, ah, I love podcasting. I love podcasting. I love podcasting. And I have to talk myself into getting up to do it. And it's not because, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, we have outstanding numbers or anything like that, but we, you know, we get good listens and stuff like that. So there's definitely an an audience that wants to hear it and it's not difficult to, to want to do it for that reason. But there are just some weeks where it's like, you know, I'm tired from work. I've done this much and I've done that much. And it's like Wednesday's not a good day for me and shit like that. And there's times where it's like, you know, you still got to put this together. So there's times I've been up at three in the morning, making sure we have content every week for the past hundred and I think we've actually done 141 shows at this point with some of the like clip shows and stuff like that that I did. Wow. Isn't that That's... crazy? The fact that like we will push sleep away and it's almost like we're obligated to put out our podcast, but at the same time, it's such a passion, you know? Yeah. You can tell. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm nobody's paying. I mean, I don't know. I know a few podcasters that are doing like, you know, some advertisement here and there and they get a couple bucks, but nobody that I know that's doing this on our level is like, you know, quit their job yet and said, well, that's it. Podcasting took off. I'm making 80 grand a year podcasting. So (laughs) screw you guys. I'm out of (laughs) here. So uh, nobody I know this has said that yet. And when they find the 80 grand here job to podcast, I'll be the first in line. Um, um, but it's, it's, there's there's definitely like a, a thing to be said about the fact that I'll put my personal well-being to the side to make sure that I podcast that week, to yeah. make sure that I get the stories recorded, to make sure that, you know, everything gets put together and all the clips are in place and all that stuff. And it's also weird, I think, to see 
when you've had a show that you've been doing for a long time, like all of us have done podcasts for a while. So to, to go back to the very first episodes of stuff we did when we very first started the shows and like listen to it now, <laughs> it's like night and day. Yeah. That's what I had court on the show and he told me that. And, uh, he, he had said, I said, man, I, I think on our one year anniversary, I, or my one year anniversary, I try to play a clip or I said something about going back and listening to episode one. He's like, wow, that's very brave of you to even, you know, tweet it out or whatever. And I said, yeah, I realize that now because you go back and you listen, you're like, Oh my gosh, it's so horrible. And then you, oh. you're, and then you're kind of afraid to talk about things. Um, on a podcast, you're like, I don't want people to think anything less of me. And my co-host from Pick and Roll, which we still do every now and again, the last episode we have to scrap it because uh, there was a little bit of too much inebriation involved in it. But <laughs> but it's <laughs> fun because now we talk about things. We, he always wanted to go to places that I was too afraid to go. And now, you know, in light of a lot of things, uh, I've been able to kind of go there and when I do these solo like episodes where I was just talking to myself, I'm like, okay, what do I need to talk about in 30 minutes? And I don't even, you know what? I don't even like jot stuff down. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I'm talking about this. And then I just ramble on and I'm doing them in my car as I'm driving home from work. I don't know if you guys have listened to some of those episodes, but I'm actually driving from work or to, to work while I'm doing this. It's like a 20 minute drive for me. And I'm sure people that are on the freeway looking at me like, why the hell does this guy have a microphone in his hand? <laughs> <laughs> Got my little zoom recorder. And I try to like, just like hide the mic at a stoplight. And I'm like, no, no, no that's yeah. I'm a, I'm a news, I'm a journalist, you know, we're good. <laughs> I'm a storm tracker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, I could be one of those right now just because of the way the weather has been up and down lately. But I, I enjoy it. I, I do enjoy it. And I remember I miss, I miss doing it. But then, like you all, you have that moment where you're like, oh, man, I, I got to do it. Yeah. Like I remember one time I fell asleep and I woke up at 1 o'clock. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to upload my episode. And I went and freaking did it like my eyes have closed. And I don't. And I looked at the show notes. And I'm like, holy crap, I yeah, I misspelled that. Let's go back and fix that. <laughs> Oh, I misspell stuff all the time at three in the morning, putting in show notes. Like show notes are the last are the last thing I ever care about. Like as far as like, and I know Emily, like I know you you sit for like minutes making sure everything's perfect in your show notes and all your links are there. To start linking the podcast that I was shouting out on the episode was so like such a headache in the beginning. Like when I first yeah. started doing it, I was like, I don't know, maybe you guys just get mentioned in the show notes. Maybe you don't get a link. Maybe you just get mentioned. What about that? Um, but yeah. the, the, there's so many things like when you, you come up with a, a, an idea for a podcast and all that stuff and you sit down and you decide you're going to do it. Um, there's so many things that you, you go through when you're coming up with quality. And, and I know all of us have sat around and like, which microphone is the best for me? Which, you know, what setup should I use? Should I have a mixer? Should I not have a mixer? Should I use everything on board the computer? Is the computer right? And it's starting out a podcast is the, the most grueling crash course in technology that you'll ever get. I think. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a struggle. I'll never forget. I got my mixer. I had an old phone and I was like, I'm going to use this as my soundboard because I, I like to play sound clips and it was a lot easier to play them while I was recording and just have it all together versus trying to take note of when I needed to enter it and then go in and inject it in later. And I, it took me a solid like eight or nine hours to figure out how to have it set up right to where it wouldn't cut me off. It would still play the the soundboard clip and and all that and i mean i sat on youtube and google forever trying to figure out how to do it and eventually i figured it out and i was really proud of it 
And I was so proud of it that uh, when I ghosted from my show, I left everything plugged in the way it needed to be. That way, <laughs> the day I decided to come in here, all I had to do was blow the dust off and turn everything on. So, so, so funny story. Uh, since John's been on hiatus, I had been keeping in touch with him. And I've been telling him, hey, John, you uh, come do the podcast on this this time. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And we just completely lost track of time. Like I, I've, I think we try. I wanted to do, have it happen in January. I think maybe in December and February, just because this guy was like he disappeared. He's like off the grid, man. He was like Kevin Flynn or something, man. I want to make a bold um, statement here. Both of you guys really love uh, the idea of a co-host. I believe both of you guys are in Central Time. I'm not <laughs> stepping out on too many limbs here when I say that it could be possible that you guys could start a show together with your combined knowledge of technology and the ability to want to have a co-host, perhaps this may be a podcast marriage that should take place. I'm not saying I want to be the preacher who marries you guys. I'm just saying <laughs> that oh it's legal gosh. now. If we want to go this way, that'll that be four shows. Yeah. I would love to listen to that. Oh my God. And have, Having like the, the best thing about, and I know Emily can speak to this as well. The best thing about having a co-host, like a consistent co-host, is having someone who's there who you have no idea. And this is the co-host situation I have. I have no fucking clue where Kenny's going every episode. <laughs> like I come, I come, we record legitimately, we record two episodes at a time. We do every two weeks and we sit down and I come up with like five stories and I give him like just the headline of the stories and we go and all the the stories that we come up with, all the stories about our past and all that stuff, that's just fluid like while we're talking. We just bring that shit up because the stories inspire that. But having somebody there that you can throw stuff at who's just going to be able to respond to you, it doesn't eliminate the need to have guests on the show because it's nice to, nice to have other voices. But it definitely creates a situation where it's not necessary to do that. It makes it to where you can actually just enjoy the conversation between two people who are passionate about whatever topic you're talking about, whether it's wine and cheese or whether it's it's, you know, racing cars around trying to get souvenirs from the general public. Mm. Yeah. And and the other yeah. thing with having a co-host is you start to know them so well that I would set James up for a joke. I mean, in my notes that I would write by myself, I'd set him up for a joke that I would know that he was going to say. Like, I would have it in parentheses and James is going to say this. And he would say it and I'd be like, look, I told you you'd say that. It's right there. <laughs> like, you you just get to know that so well. <laughs> well, that, not that that's a bad idea, Shane. It could be a great idea. I mean, John's a geek. I'm kind of a geek. Uh, but I have, I have a wrestling podcast. I have this podcast. And then Pick and Roll was like once every six weeks, it seems like. And, and I mean, I mean, I don't know, John. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it um, oh, without, with, with, without committing to anything because it's not set in stone yet. I do have something in the works. Oh, okay. um, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting the shaft, Shane. No, 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 no it's exactly not what it all. is. Do, <laughs> yeah. do not do not think that at all because okay. I oh, now he's not know. wanting to give you the shaft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're into, but no, um, I do have something kind of on the back burner that I'm that I'm throwing around, but I wouldn't be opposed to doing a show with Roe because I think that would be so much fun. I think we'd have a great time, and I think that we could literally go on tangents about pretty much anything because we, anytime we talk, whether it's uh, on the phone or through Skype or on Facebook or whatever, we can we can go back and forth about pretty much anything. So I think it would be a great idea, and it would be, I mean, it'd be a 
fluid conversation the entire time. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay, so podcasting aside, guys, we've all had some major things going on in life. Um, Emily has had a baby. Yeah. And uh, John graduated from college. He got married. He adulted. You know, he grew up a little bit. <laughs> Shane, you got promoted, right? So you've been yes. working a lot. You've been very, very busy the last year, if I recall. Yeah, and yeah, and me, you know, we, you know, I had an, we had another baby, and uh, yeah, just uh, getting older. So life. I mean, what, what, what can you guys talk about? You know, from the last year or so. For me, I feel like um. I don't have any more time. Like time goes by so fast. I'm sure Emily can attest. And, Sh- and Shane, you have kids too, so I, I, I'm sure you know how that feels. Yeah. Oh no, I have I have an adult living in my house. That's uh, that used to be my kid. Um, Chris, my son's turning 19 in October. So um, I told my wife the other day that like we're done parenting him at this point, and we're kind of just to the point of guiding him. But I, I know Emily, it's got to be completely weird to be like, hey, let's do this again. <laughs> yeah, it definitely and I forgot just how long the days are, but how short the months are. Like all of a sudden he's almost 6 months. But meanwhile, you know, I get off of work and I get him at around 4:30 and then until he goes to bed at 8. I'm like, "Oh my god, this day will not end." Like I opened <laughs> I opened the bottle of wine because I forgot that it was Tuesday and it depressed me so much. Like, "Oh my god." It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it is only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And John, how's the yeah. married life? Um, well, the married life is great. One, love you, honey, just in case you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> married life's good. Uh, graduating college was um, a, a great experience. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been a transparent guy, so I'm just going to be transparent. The job I had, I did not like when I graduated. Um, so I went on the mission to find a job in the field that I graduated in and, oh, about six, seven months in of having interview after interview after interview where I heard the classic, we like you, but you don't have any experience. You know, yeah, you graduated college, right. but we need some real world experience. So I got that a ton and I got to the point where I just wanted to give up. And, uh, then one day my, I had an app and it notified me and, Got a new job, so I got married, graduated, and got a new job, and it was, it's it's like night and day. Like I look at when I started the Just John podcast, and I was legally single. Uh, I had a job that I hated, and um, I was drowning in homework constantly all the time. And now I have a job that I really enjoy. I'm married, and I've graduated college, and now I'm like. I've got all this free time, so it's time to start podcasting again. Yay! You go. Yeah, you know, it's it's been, wow, you know? I, I, yeah, it's crazy. You just, it, you just realize that time is, goes by so fast. Like, Emily, like you were saying, your son's six months old. My son turned four months old last week. And I'm like, where the hell did the time right. go? Like, wh- like, why is he so big now? Why does yeah. it hurt my back to pick him up? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, what's crazy is that when he was born and we just we were it was just my our daughter for the longest time. And I'm like, oh, she's so little. And then I, I like yeah. I'm like, when did she get so big? I see my son. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, my God. I looked at my daughter's hands and she's six as soon as I had my son. And 
uh, my daughter came because we split custody between my ex-husband and I. And she came and I looked at her hands and I was like, oh my God, you have crazy big hands all of a sudden. Because I, I never saw the progression from like the baby hands right. to the six-year-old like grubby, you know, she's into everything, dirt under the fingernails. And I'm like, oh, when did I let you get these hands? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're we're starting to deal with now, and it's just man. But I'm I'm glad that we're all talking and everything, and uh, our life, our world is turned upside down a little bit. Uh, I don't know. We're not gonna go there, Shane. I know. So <laughs> I just want to bring this up because it's kind of funny. Shane and I, I think you and I, not to get too political, but you and I are kind of like on the same realm. I think we all are, maybe right? Yeah. So. <laughs> I just remember in January, late January to mid-February, it was, <laughs> I, I have all of y'all on Facebook, so from like January 21st, Shane, you already know where I'm going with this, I can, I'm sure, right? Yeah. To like mid-February, it was like, I was just like liking every status Shane would put <laughs> and every, uh, share every freaking post he put, I'm like, yes, this guy gets it, why does everybody else get it? My uh, my cover photo on Facebook right now is basically the way I feel about our current political system um, overall. And it's the the really funny part is like now that I'm older is never, ever, ever political. Like it's one of the rules we have. It's like people do not tune into us to hear about politics. They want to laugh. So shut your mouth and make us laugh. And when we recorded our last episode, I'm not going to give anything away, but for a while, like there's a couple times where I stopped the show and I say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull the show over and say, I have no idea how we got here. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on right now. I have no idea what's happening. Here's Kenny's email address. Send all of your complaints directly to Kenny because it, <laughs> it just got very political and it's very much in the way that you're talking about. And it's like, ah, but it's, it was funny. Like I let my wife listen to it because she was like, I need to make sure that you guys didn't say anything that's going to get you in trouble. So she wanted to preview it. And like, she listens every week when, after she got done listening to it, she was like, okay, I like the way you guys handled that. You can, you can release it. I don't fear that the secret service is going to come after you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, to sorry not to interrupt you, Ro, but to kind of piggyback off what you said, Shane. I think that at in this day and age, it's extremely difficult, even if you don't want to put politics in it, to not put politics yeah. in it. I mean, the late night comedy shows, um, uh, some of the podcasts that I listen to, they've always been geek geeky style stuff. And they're even getting into it. And it, I think it's just something to say about the the current issues that are going on in our country that no matter what walk of life you live right now, it is forefront in your mind because we're, we're really at a crossroads. And so I, I'm a big proponent of, and you guys kind of know this, I don't say a lot on Facebook yeah, because I have a lot of family members that are on both sides. And the last thing I want to do is have to sit here and argue with my grandfather about yeah. something that's relevant but irrelevant when it comes to me and my grandfather. Um, so I, I think it's just one of those things that like right now, it does not matter what industry you're in, where you live, what you try to surround yourself with eventually it's going to break through because it's such a big thing right now. And it's kind of weird because granted I'm young, so I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of this from things I've heard from people that I trust. But in the past, even if you haven't been happy with what's happened specifically like an election or something 
after the first couple months, it kind of fades away and you go back into the everyday life and politics kind of takes a back burner unless something big happens. Right. Whereas in this election cycle, it started in whatever, when they were on the campaign trail. So like September, October, whatever. And it has just plowed through all the way into almost a solid year, which I mean, if that's not a sign that there's something going on, that there's some kind of tension, then I don't know what is. You know what I was saying to my coworker today? I was like, you know what I kind of love is the fact that a Kardashian is pregnant right now and nobody (laughs) knows about it. Like everybody actually knows politics. They know what's going on in Congress. They know about the shooting in Las Vegas. They're talking about that. They're not talking about Courtney or Chloe or whoever I don't even know is pregnant, which used to take over everything. And nobody really questioned why are these people famous and why are we talking about them? It's like, no, we're actually talking about something that matters. It's Bobby. It's Bobby Sue Kardashian. That's pregnant right now. Bobby Bobby Sue. (laughs) I I think the the really crazy part about this is it, it feels like we're going in a renaissance when it comes to, the current political situation, because it feels like we're almost being transported back to the 60s in some ways where you've got constant um, uh, protests. You've got constant people looking down on the protesters, no matter what side the protesters are on. They're all getting looked down on by somebody else. And I think the the difference is it seemed like there was some ways back then that they were they there was civil discourse that they could still have um, in certain aspects. And I understand that there were there was violence and stuff like that from certain entities back then. But now it just feels like everybody wants to go to the extreme. Nobody wants to have a conversation. It's all screaming, yelling heads. Um, The other day, I actually had a political conversation with somebody at work who voted diametrically opposite to me completely. And we actually had a conversation and I, and he said, you know, all my friends think I believe X, Y, and Z because I fall into a certain group. This guy is a white kid, um, son of a doctor, drives a big truck, hunts, has a gun, all that stuff. And he said, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's like misconstrued about me. And we actually had a conversation and realized that we agree on so much. But the problem is nobody wants to have that conversation these days. Everybody wants to have the conversation about why the hell you're wrong and not why we could find any sort of common ground. Yeah, I think that social media has given that given provided a lot of fuel to that fire. I mean, we all have a voice now that anybody can see. And I think that that gives people a lot more gumption to speak up about things that they don't even necessarily 100% believe. Uh, but I, I live in, in a pretty rural community. Yeah. And so I see... I see one side of the spectrum, but I also see the other side of the spectrum. And and I'm no poli sci major. I did not. I don't know. I don't. Politics isn't a passion of mine, but being a human being is. And <laughs> I know because I have friends on both sides, and I know that if, like you said, Shane, if everybody could just sit down and talk. Okay, you feel this way. Why do you feel that way? Let me try to understand. Let me try to empathize with you. Let me try to put myself in your shoes. How yeah. am I supposed to make a correction? How am I supposed to make a change and do something better if I don't understand how you feel and what that situation's like and vice versa? And I think that the issue is that when you sit down and you talk to someone specifically of a different belief system or you know, some other difference that's relevant, 
you can't not get in an argument. And like I have some really close friends that that were complete opposites and we've sat down and talked and I think it's given me a lot of different points of view and kind of helped me understand the situation better. But we've been friends for a decade or longer. So it's a lot easier. But sitting down with somebody that you've never met or that you don't know very well and talking, you're going to end up getting mad at each other. And that's the heart of the problem. We need to sit down and throw anger out and just have a conversation and get to the root of the issue. Right. And, you know, it's funny y'all mention all this because you have all said we talk, you've talked to somebody or you've talked to a coworker. I actually talked to a coworker last night and he, he likes to call me a snowflake for whatever reason. Um, I think it's pretty <laughs> snowflakes I, unite. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a really a snowflake, but I just find it odd that, um, because you guys look, I mean, I, I'm not trying to get too political, but it is, a concern because I'll, I'll be honest, the last five or six episodes, I've had some political conversation in my, in my podcast. I've had a, a comedian who was on the Obama campaign in 08 and 2012 and who I try to, I try to understand his point of view, but I'm in Texas. It's a very red state and I hear a lot of these conservatives talk and you know, this, 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 this. So I'm trying to understand both sides and, and him and I were talking and this guy that I, that I work with, I mean, I don't want to, I just it just blew my mind that somebody who was from a foreign state, a very very foreign state, who Saddam Hussein had a lot to do with, was for the you know the orange man. I just didn't understand that. Well, I've heard a lot of um, women of Hispanic origin, and they are very they voted for Trump because in their culture women aren't supposed to be in charge. They they didn't really vote for Trump. They voted against Hillary because in their culture women yes. aren't supposed to be in charge. And I you, you know, you're you're nodding and I just realized like, oh yeah, Roe would probably know about that. <laughs> yeah, so let me so that's a that's a very interesting point and topic that you're bringing up because my grandmother, I mean, she God rest her soul, but I mean, grow in her time and my both my grandmother's times, they were both, you know, men were in control. They did this, you know, they, they were the, it's kind of like Pleasantville. You seen, is it Pleasantville? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. we're like, honey, I'm home. You know, the dinner is ready and everything like that. It was very much like that. And I think, um, when was women, you know, the women's suffrage and was it the sixties, I think, or seventies or the right, the right to vote and all that stuff happened. But my, my, it's funny because, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, or I don't know if I'm making any sense, but my dad, when my dad, before I got married, my dad always told me, find some, find yourself a very, very smart, strong woman who can who can help because nowadays it takes, takes two people. You can't, it's not the way, you know, they, the way it was in these days from 50, 60, 70 years ago, because that's not, that's not how it works. And, and, and men, and most Hispanic men growing up in that time, or even some to this day are very, um, I was going to say machismo. Yeah. That's probably (laughs) the best way to describe it, that they're very like, um, stuck in their roots and don't want to change. I think a lot of that has to do with the nature versus nurture type thing. You know, you grow up in a society where this is expected of you and that just becomes ingrained into you. And that's, I mean, what Emily said, I think that has a lot to do with it is that these women voted for Cheeto (laughs) just strictly because they can't comprehend a woman leading the most powerful nation in the world. Like they just... It, culturally, they don't understand it. And I think that, that that's something that makes America 
beautiful and terrible at the same time, I guess I should say. Like, it's great that any culture is welcome here and that we want to understand your culture. But it also stinks that we may have been put in a position that's not good for accepting those cultures because of those cultures, you know? And that breaks my heart because, like, we're this this country is for new beginnings and for hope. And I just see that hope sometimes starting to slip away and it just upsets me a lot because I mean, my last name's Medina. Right. If you look at me, I look like uh, I came straight out of the, the white barn or whatever. Um, but <laughs> at some point in time, my ancestors made that journey and made that plunge and they, they came here for a better life and for freedom. And I wouldn't be here if they didn't do that. And so it kind of speaks on a special level. To I've got me a really bad connection, guys. Do you? Can- yes. Like I'm getting every like fourth or fifth word John's saying. Oh, no. Um, hmm. Uh, my battery's kind of getting low. I guess I could go grab my charger and see if that helps. I, you're fine on my end. Yeah, me too, Shane. No, it's, just... that's that's really weird. Like, everybody's fine now. Like, as soon as I said something, like, everything's fine. But, like, as you're going through, like, your whole conversation, I'm sitting here going, this sounds really interesting. I really wish I could hear <laughs> any part of this. Like, I heard, my last name is Medina. And the first thing I thought is, is your nickname Funky, Funky Cold? Um, it, but it really, truly, my entire life is so much so that it was played at the wedding. That's so right. awesome. <laughs> the FCM. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, everybody sounds fine now. It just looks like Roe is in a dark room. I don't know if you turned off all the lights. Well, my daughter, my daughter has been coming in and out of this room and she turned off the lights. So that's her. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I can turn my light off too. If we really want to, it's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can all get intimate with the lights off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I heard like nothing of that and I was sitting here like, I got, I, I heard bits and pieces and I kind of got, I was able to glean some of the things that you were saying, but it's, it's such a weird time overall to be an American because everything is kind of upside down. Like I know that a lot of people say that in the last election or in the two elections previous to this, a lot of people on the right felt the way that a lot of people on the left feel now, which is marginalized, which is, you know, nobody's listening to our voice and stuff like that. It just feels so weird to look back at the president that we had during that time and believe that anyone could feel this appalled as I feel at certain times during this presidency. Um, welcome back, Ro. Um, it, it just feels so weird that anyone can say, like, I felt that same way back then. I'm like, why? What was going on back then to make you feel as though that president was crazy as hell? Like, this guy could be insane. I'm just saying. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You ready? White privilege is really hard to let go. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to get, like, you know, super, super controversial about it but i think that's that's the problem because you know my whole life i marked uh caucasian on all my forms because i look caucasian and so you know when i was growing up in the middle of missouri that was just whatever i look white that's what i'm gonna mark that might not necessarily be what i am but that's what i'm gonna mark and so 
I still and I still get that. I mean, when people see me, they see a white man. They don't see anything else that I might have running through my veins. They see a white <laughs> man and and so it is. It's it's really hard to real to to let go of trying to with, hold on to that that sense of power that society yeah. gives me. And so when someone comes and challenges that power, you know, the first thing you want to do is fight. You know, I mean, you want to fight for it. You want to keep it. And so I think that that's where a lot of people are are having such an issue is that they don't want they preach equality until it comes down to actually having equality and then they don't want it because it's not in their favor, which is the whole point of equality. I I think also the anger that everyone's feeling is clouding a lot of judgment. And unfortunately it's, it's been almost a year since he was elected and you know, the, the election results were said and people are still really angry about it. And what I did pretty much after election day, after it happened, was I unfollowed all my news sources on Facebook because it was just, I couldn't stop myself from reading the comments and getting angry along with people. And I started following a bunch of cat pages. That was, <laughs> that was the best decision I've ever made. It's like everyone's looking at Facebook and getting angry. And you know what? You notice how often you close Facebook, you're like, I hate Facebook, and then the next thing you're on your phone and your your thumb goes to that stupid blue F automatically. So yeah. now when I open up my Facebook, it's just cats, just amazingly a bunch of cats, and I'm the only one on Facebook who's still kind of do-do-do-do-do, but, but I'm also on Twitter, and I didn't unfollow anybody on Twitter, so when I go on there, like I get all my news sources, and I can get angry there, but I can't. I don't necessarily engage. And I think that's the main thing is that people are just so quick with their knee jerk reactions. They have to put a comment in, they have to say what's on their mind and make sure that their voice is heard and then not listen to anybody else. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, I've been hoping this for months, but the dust will settle. And and like John and Shane and Rose say, like we should be having those conversations. Absolutely. It's like that whole, you're at work, something rubs you the wrong way, you type up this email that you're ready to send to somebody, and you decide to save it in your drafts, yep. and go back in an hour or two <laughs> and reread it, and then when you do, after you've had a chance to calm down, you're like, wow, that really would have caused an issue, yeah. and so <laughs> I'm just going to let it go and brush my shoulder off and delete this email. It's that, except in a world of social media, it's instant, and people don't don't think about not also. posting it. They just post it, and then it just feeds the fire, and it just hate breeds hate. Yeah. I think yeah. the great Sorry. thing about um, podcasts, though, is I do listen to podcasts who politics will creep in, and I'll be listening to a comedy podcast, and they might not necessarily agree with my point of view, but I've been listening to them for a year or two. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop listening to them because they're pro-Trump because they still make me laugh in a way. But I also get to hear their side of the story, which is really nice. And and it's sort of, it's not like they're shoving it down my throat, which is, I guess, good. So I I went to, I saw Mark Maron in in March in Austin. And I took my dad because my dad likes comedy shows. And I'm like, well, I don't know if he'll like 
Mark Marin, but we'll we'll just go something that we can do together. So the first like fifteen minutes in in his show, he went off on the Donald. It was it was hilarious. And then I think he brought up the inauguration and he was making fun of Bush because Bush looked so hilarious trying to put on the freaking uh, the little rain suit thing that he was trying to wear. And (laughs) and he talked about how Bush he was like, Well, after the, the speech, supposedly Bush had said well, that was some weird shit. And the crowd was going nuts, but there were some people that were didn't like where he was going and they actually like walked out and my and I don't remember him doing people walking out. And I asked my dad, I said, Did people walk out? He's like, Yeah, like a good handful of people walked out because I think they just didn't like what he had to say. They weren't expecting like a political thing. But I'm like, Okay, you're gonna go see Mark Marin, but you're not gonna know what he's gonna talk about. I mean, come on, if you listen to his podcast or if you've seen him before, you know what he's all about. Those were the people that won the free tickets on the local radio station to like go see the comedy show and and uh, didn't know what they were in for. Well, it's the 63 year old guy who's been listening to that radio station for like years and yeah. finally got through and got home. Was like, Martha, we got us some tickets. We're going to see a Mark Marin. I don't know what he is, but we're going to go see him. Sounds like well, see, the thing, Austin is as funny as it sounds. Texas is a very red state, but Austin's a very, very left wing liberal Democrat city. Yeah. So I was just kind of shocked. I, you still have, I mean, there, there's still the, uh, the, the, the people who, who move to places like that and they complain consistently, or maybe they live there before it turned blue and stuff like that. And they still live there to this day. And no matter how much you want to change them, they're never going to change. Right. That's true. That's true. So, uh, kind of switching gears a little bit and maybe going back into podcasting. Um, Emily, do you miss having a co-host or do you just love doing this, the storytelling trivia podcast? It's both. I miss having a co-host because it, it, I don't know, I feel like it was a lot more personable to have that conversation sort of podcast. Is, and um, But I also don't miss the extra editing because doing it myself, I'm podcasting with an editor's ear, whereas James, my co-host, Never, he would see me edit, but he didn't really know exactly what I did. So I'd be splicing words together when he would mess up, and you know, I'd be nudging him to start sentences over, and he'd give me this dirty look. And I'm like, just please, just make this easier for me, you know. Um, so on that end, it's a lot e- easier, but I also feel like I've gotten more into communities of uh, people who listen to podcasts where they're looking for that conversation type and they want to get attached to um, shows with co-hosts that they feel like they're listening to a conversation with. Whereas I come in and I'm like, Oh, I do a solo show about the history behind things. And they're like, Oh, so it's, it's like school. So, mm, all right, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Shane, you and you and Kenny just, kill it on a weekly basis i think that is probably i think in my opinion and this is no disrespect to nick and justin because they're both great podcasters and they have a great show but i think that you and kenny really nail home a podcast where you're just talking about you know life and being older and having you know going through stuff i think that you guys just really hit all the aspects of it I appreciate it very much, man. And that's when the show first started out, that was the whole premise behind it. I told Kenny 
And uh, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I just want to talk about the shit we've been through because I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know, what do you think about us like telling stories about some of the things we did growing up? And she was like, I think that's a great idea. You guys have plenty of shit that you guys did growing up. That's just, you know, not the norm for a lot of people that, you know, like there's like I had Nick on the show from Epic Film Guys. And I said, when I was prepping him for the show, I said, listen, just bring one story, one crazy story that you got that you can tell on the show. And he goes, I, I have nothing remotely like what you guys had or have on the show. Like I've, I, I have nothing like that. He was like nothing that, you know, comes to mind. And he ended up having one that was like really cool about, you know, going to a strip club and stuff like that for the bachelor party. But it was, it, it was just so weird to to listen to, to somebody else. Cause for me, it just sounds normal. Like the stories that we have growing up where I grew up, we were just a bunch of poor kids who got cars and eventually started drinking and, you know, partying and stuff and stuff happened. I thought everybody stole signs and, you know, broke into places and things like that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I, well, I, you know what? Funny story. I didn't drink till I was like three months away from graduation. I tried to be the good kid. Yeah, I drank at graduation. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was, was my first, first alcohol time. I ever had. Yeah. Yeah, it's nineteen Dude, the when I had my. The, the first time I ever got drunk, I was, I went to a party, stayed at a friend's house, and the next day, I like I fibbed to my dad. So back in that back then, that was like caller ID days. So I call, I'm like, okay, I got to play this off. Okay, we're going to go to your house. I told my one of my best friends, go to your house. We're going to call from your house and tell them I'm staying at your place. But in reality, I'm, we're staying over here because we're all going to get wasted. Okay. So we had like two or three beers. We go to his house. Then we go back to the other house. And the next day, I'm like hungover. <clears throat> and and I go home and my dad's like just there. And I go, hey, man. He's like, hey, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You good? Yeah. So I leave. Like five minutes later, I walk back. Dad, I lied to you last night. I went to a party and I got drunk. He's like. I know you. I knew you were up to something. I was like, "What? Well, no!" He's like, "Man, I can read you like a book." I just went along with it. I was like, "Well, I got drunk." Then you yeah. folded fast, man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> parents always have some sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. My parents yeah. thought I was up to stuff, and I wasn't. They they did not believe that I was this good kid, and. I told my mom recently, I was like, mom, you know, all those times you thought I was going to my friend Rachel's house and I really wasn't and I was going to drink and stuff. I was like, no, I was going to Rachel's house and they made me a screwdriver and then they took it away from me because I was adding sugar to it because I hated it so much. Like, I didn't <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> you did That's not right. have to worry. I've about given uh, I've given, given my son like when he was younger and stuff like and he'd be like, I want to taste that when I'd have a beer and stuff. And he would taste it and just be like, this is so gross. How do you drink this? It's terrible. I tried and that I'm with like, my daughter well, that, with wine. That's why you shouldn't start drinking when you're young. I tried that. <laughs> I tried that with my daughter with wine and she liked it. And I was like, shit. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a problem. There it is. Now it's a problem. Yeah. And John just left. Looks like no. John. Looks like uh, now it's uh, it's no longer the Just John show. Just, <laughs> just John. Show. John just got up and left. Yeah. Well, guys, we can. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. What What else do we want to get into? Because as far as like podcasting goes and stuff like that, I think it's amazing to see where all of us have come from. Like I remember like meeting everybody in the very beginning of Powdered family and like looking back from then to now, like yeah. you've seen some shows come and go. You've seen shows morph into new shows. You've seen, you know, oh, and John's doing a thing with a rubber band. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 
but it's it's so weird to see like the progression of everybody from the beginning of Potter and Family to now. It's almost like yeah. I don't want to say we're like in high school or college or anything like that, but that's kind of the way it feels. It's like we're all still going through this journey together, but everybody's changing through it. Yeah. Well, right. if I when I when I start doing a show again, I'm probably gonna like look like I'm back in second grade compared to you guys because <laughs> having a year off, you know. I'll I remember a lot of the technical stuff, but just sitting down and having the conversations in a way that's podcast etiquette appropriate may be something that I have to get back into. It it does come back relatively quickly. I thought when I took my break, everybody would be mad at me because I kind of I was going like I burned out and I had a bad sort of breakup with my co-host and. And I mean, thank God Nick kept in touch and he was texting me all the time and, and putting up statuses or putting up tweets of like, it's been a 62 days since the last classy little podcast. And I was like, Nick, I don't, I don't think it's coming back, you know, and it was tough getting back into it and thinking, okay, I'm starting this new show and now I want to go to people for support. And he was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, what do you need? Like, send me a promo, tell me, you know, what, whatever you want to do. So I think that goes for you as well. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, I can't even kind of explain how awesome that feeling is. (laughs) Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can barely hear y'all. It's very faint. There we go. Look at this rookie mistake. Skype's kind of oh we we had all talked we had all talked separately in a message. Oh. We had talked separately in a message and said, talk, talk really quietly when Ray <laughs> gets back on the headphones. <laughs> so, so when you come back, just send a promo and we'll be able to uh, play it on our shows. And that'll be great, John. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear anything. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> I was like, I put the volume all the way down and see it's like a... Speaking, you're talking about rookie mistake, John. That was just a rookie mistake that I just made. <laughs> oh, like uh, you can about always my, just. My, my wife walked in the room a second ago while you guys were all like, we're all talking on mic, and I'm like, I'll be done in a minute. It's fine. So you're, you're fine. <laughs> Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the nature of it, guys. I guess. I mean, we can kind of. How do you guys feel? Conversation. It was a pretty good conversation, right? I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's I, I feel like there's me, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. It's made me eager to get back in it. Good. That was Yay. the idea, John. That, that, was, that was what this is all about. We this all got really... together. It was an intervention, really. Exactly. Yeah. To get you back into podcasting. It's a John intervention. <laughs> Will you accept the help that's being offered you today? <laughs> That's the question. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> I wrote th- the, I wrote the other th- weird thing is I've got two monitors now, so it looks like I'm facing away from you guys the whole time. But I promise I'm looking at you guys on my other monitor. Why well, um, But I wanted to say, I wanted to say, like I, I was sitting here thinking as we were talking about Potter and Family and stuff like that. I think it'd be really cool if we had like a, a month that we all set aside where we kind of mixed and matched hosts and co-hosts and shit like that. I think that would be like amazing if we could coordinate something like that at any point where you could just have a whole bunch of extra people on the show and like get other people exposed to other shows they have no idea about. I don't know how many people would be willing to have like an hour conversation with Kenny, but still um, for other shows, it might be really awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That was so that was like my whole objective when I first started this podcast was like, okay, well, I get people from other podcasts. Maybe I'll get some different ears on my show. And that's kind of like I'll grow my my base. And I kind of drifted away from that. And I wanted to explore other things. But I think that's just what we do. 
absolutely. One of the fun things I do on my show is um, I, if I find a really good quote that goes along with the story, um, I, I reach out to other podcasters to say it. And uh, so you guys are always welcome. I know Ro, we've, we tried to set one up and, um, but I love doing it and then being able to link to them and people hear their voice. And then usually I'll say, you know, the role of whoever was played by so-and-so from this podcast. And um, it's worked out really well. I mean, I, I love having guest voices on there, especially to break up the own, cool. my own voice, you know? So right. I'm, I'm totally down to do that. You let yeah. me know when I'll do it. Yay. You just have to call my people. They'll they'll set something up. I'll let my people call your people. It's fine. <laughs> call my my assistant to the assistant. Exactly, yeah. the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. Call <laughs> the assistant to the regional manager <laughs> to get in touch with me. That'd be great. Right. No, I'm Mr. I'm more than white K Schrute. <laughs> I am more than happy to do that. I think it's awesome. Uh, for the longest time, I told my wife I I feel like I missed my calling on getting into voice work and stuff like that because I'll listen to like. Um, what do you call it? Like some television shows and stuff like that. And I'll be like, I could do that villain's voice. I could do that. Cause like, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun to do from time to time. Like when you watch shows like a uh, drunk history and shit like that, where right. they just get comedians to come in and just dub over voices. It's like, yeah. they're not doing anything. They're just standing there making a funny voice. That's, yeah. Voiceover had, work is simple. <laughs> I just had Matt from the One Word Go show do the. I did the story behind Monster Trucks, and I had him do the Sunday, 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 and it was it was perfect. It was spot on. It was so great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, start wrapping up. Shane, where can everyone find you on? Uh, the- you can find us at NowThatImOlder.com. You can find us on Twitter at NTIOPod. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. No, we're not on SoundCloud. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> we were on SoundCloud, but we're pretty much everywhere you can subscribe to a podcast. Um, if you listen to us, please don't hold anything Kenny says against me. And please listen to the show. All right. And John, what about you? I know you've been kind of MIA, but uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny M underscore Revo, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M underscore R-E-V-O. Uh, follow me there because that's where I will post any new updates on possible projects that I have coming along. All right. And you still have Just John podcast on SoundCloud too, right? I do. I have it on SoundCloud. I actually still have JustJohnPodcast.com. Uh, but like I said, most of that stuff's pop culture and irrelevant at this point. I mean, I talked for like 40 minutes about Star Wars The Force Awakens, which came out two years ago. <laughs> so if you want to go listen to that, feel free to. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and let's have a conversation. Way to be topical, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Emily, where can everyone find you? You can find me at the story behind podcast.com and I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at story behind pod. And I'm also starting a new project. I actually just launched it this week and it's called podcast share. So ah. it's at podcast share on Twitter. And what it is is every week there's a new curator that takes over the account and basically tweets the podcast that they're talking or that they're listening to. And I'm always looking for curators. Um, I'm actually, I have a bunch booked, but I would love to have you guys on. And um, it's a really cool back end of, you know, I give that person access, but they don't actually have, 
you know, like the Twitter account password or anything, but they can just DM what they're listening to to that and it posts it as a tweet. So it's so cool. And I love telling people what I'm listening to because I don't necessarily want to fill up my um, show's Twitter feed with that, but I can fill that up and people get a sense of, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize she listened to me. And so I'm doing that. So that's at podcast share and you can find out more information at podcastshare.net. Awesome. Good stuff. That sounds exciting. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Because I needed more stuff in my life, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way it always goes. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. I didn't have idle hands. I did not have idle hands at all. It was just an idea. And I'm like, I have to do this before someone takes it from my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ro, thank you very much for having me on, man. Yeah, yeah man, you. you're welcome. Thank you for got, thank you for doing it, and thank you all for taking the time to do this. It's been great. It was nice to catch up with all of you and have a laugh and got we got serious for a minute, but it was good. Yeah, Ro, thank you so much for dragging me back into podcasting, yeah. man. I really appreciate it. You have welcome now, don't you? You're designing your logo as we speak. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Right, Three guys. possible projects I may have coming up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta be a tease. So, <laughs> all right, guys, we'll take care. All right, guys. So that was this week's episode with the group of Shane, Emily, and John. Guys, thank you all and gal. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was great to have a conversation. And it was nice to talk to people for a change rather than talking to myself. I don't know how people do those short little podcasts by themselves on a, on a continuous basis. It's tough for me. And uh, hopefully you all enjoyed and you're still listening to me. And you, uh, you didn't take anything serious when I from what we talked about. Anyway, guys, as always, on you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Roel Santos Jr., uh, Facebook.com slash World of Row is the World of Row Facebook page. You can drop a line and email me at roelsjrgmail.com. Let me know what you think, how you feel, how you're doing. If you want to just say hi, you can do that. All right, guys. Um, yeah, speaking of which, just one last announcement. I am thinking about changing the name of the podcast to something, and there's some names being kicked around. If you have a suggestion, why don't you drop a line and email me, or you can tweet at me or text me or whatever. I would love to know what you think. All right, guys, you've been listening to the podcast of World of Row. I don't know what I was doing there. And stay tuned as the world of Row turns. I'm really tongue-tied. Anyway, take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>